Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians. Hey guys, listen to me. If this is your first time here, let's give all of our visitors a round of applause. We appreciate you being with us this morning. If you're a member here, if you've been coming for a long time, what we do when we say open your Bibles too, we say got my Bible. So let's try that again. 1 Corinthians 13. Say it again. See, we didn't wow Dr. Gene like we almost knocked out pastors before. I guess there was a calming that day because maybe Dr. Gene might have passed out and not came back. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get to tell you all this. Man, when we had uh, we had our fall festival, I took Dr. Gene home, and, and he had fell asleep in my lazy boy recliner, and we walked in at about 1030, and he was sound asleep, and his arms were up like this, and I was like, oh, Lord. I was freaking out. I'm telling you, I was freaking out. And, and he told me, he said, don't worry about me dying here. I'm going to die behind that pulpit. I said, amen, brother. What a joy, what a pleasure it was to get to spend that time with him. I love it right here, Mike. We're good right here where we're at. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I, I want to talk to you about something that's on my heart. It's finishing. It's finishing. I, I never really finished much growing up. I, I, I'd start something and I'd quit. I'd start something and I'd quit. I'd start a job, I didn't like what they said, so I quit. I'd get in a relationship with a girl and I didn't like what she'd done and I'd quit. I'd start a sport and I'd quit. I'd start this and I would quit. I never finished anything. The first thing, I didn't finish high school. I didn't finish junior high. They just got tired of me in junior high. You know, they can forward some kids if they want to. I was one of those kids they just forwarded. There wasn't no crossing the creek for me. There was pushing me out. <laughs> I was voted most likely to not succeed. I'm not joking. I was a class clown. I was a bully. I was a jerk. I had all these things. So I, I never learned how to finish anything. The first thing I ever finished, and it was court-ordered, was my time in prison. They didn't let me out early. I tried. I was like, hey, let me out. They wouldn't let me out. I had to finish that. I finished parole. I finished an anger management class, which, boy, some of y'all are so lucky this morning. <laughs> I, I, I've, learned, I've learned that I can finish things, and I was thinking about that, and I've been praying because I see too many people quit. They start doing something right, and then they quit just a few days later. They start doing something great, and then they finish. They got a heart to serve God, and then they quit. They got a heart to be a part of this, then they quit. They quit their kids. They quit their families. They quit their future. They quit their walk with Christ. Can I say this to you, Tammy? Grab this in your mind, in your mind, because you're, you're a mature Christian. I know that because we studied and we talk, and, and outside of church we, we fellowship. But I was thinking this, until you've had a taste of finishing you will not respect yourself. If you quit on that CD you're about to release, you will not respect yourself. If you quit on your friends, you will not respect yourself. If you quit on your family, you will not respect yourself. If you walk away from your kids, you will not respect yourself. And there are some that do, and I can't stomach it, to tell you the truth. It's hard to stomach. Mr. Johns, you come from an era. We worked. 
We got out in the ditch. You worked. You hustled. You stayed put. You didn't go nowhere. I'm sure yours and Mrs. John's life hadn't always been peachy. Sometimes there was probably some sour grapes. Wasn't there? Am I telling the truth? You told me the other day she wasn't always easy to live with. I don't know what that was all about. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. Y'all have a blessed marriage. Jan and Gerald have a blessed marriage. Some of you, like Connie and Vic, have an enriched marriage. But there were hard times in there where they could have quit. Todd and Rachel, boy, you know Todd and Rachel like I know Todd and Rachel. There was a time they were fixing to divorce. There were a time where they were done. Devil got a hold of that thing and spun it out of control, and they were just about to serve papers. And but look where they are today. Look where they are today. Until, Tammy, would you agree with me on this? Until you've had a taste of finishing, you will not respect yourself. Until you follow through, come hell or high water, come hell or high water, you set your mind to it and you're ready to follow through, come hell or high water, you're going to follow through and not quit. Tears and struggle and pain and you go through it anyway and you continue to show up and you continue to fight on no matter the circumstances after a while because I've become that resilient in my walk with Christ resilient that in my walk with Christ in my walk as a father, as a husband I've, I've weathered some things see when you weather some things is there anybody here that's ever weathered some things? Is there anybody here that's ever weathered some things? When you weathered some things, you learn to bear some things. And when you learn to bear some things, and we live in a generation, and, and I'm not making excuses, I'm telling you the truth. We live in a generation where they don't know how to bear nothing. But listen to me, after a while, after a few tears, after a few struggles, after a few painful moments, and you fight on, and you press on, no matter the circumstances, you begin to bear some things. Is there anybody here right now that can say they bared some things? 1 Corinthians 13, got my Bible? 1 Corinthians 13. I hope somebody gets this today. Can I go up just a hair on my mains, Mike? Just a hair. 1 Corinthians 13. Got my Bible? Love never gives up. Love never fails. Love, love never gives up. Never loses faith. It always hopes. It always endures through every circumstances. In the English Standard Version, it says this Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Most of this generation, brothers and sisters, most of this generation hadn't had to bear much. They don't know what a hard day looks like. Justin and Dalton, they hadn't had to bear anything. They hadn't had to bear nothing. They haven't. I'm telling you the truth. They don't know what it's like to spend your nights 
crying yourself to sleep because your parents won't take you to the dentist and your teeth are so bad that you can't even stand it and, and, you, and they ain't got no money anyway and they're drunk in the living room and they're spiting in there and you got to lay there and cry yourself to sleep. And it, my, my boys hadn't had to endure or bear any of that stuff. They get a toothache, we scoop them up take them to the doctor. That boy right there got a $10,000 smile. I'm the only person in the world spending $15,000 on some teeth and then come back later and got a cavity. What? What in the world are you talking about? Justin and Dalton hadn't had to bear anything, any suffering. Know what it's like to go to school without any money for lunch. Is there anybody here that knows what it's like to go to school without any lunch money? My mom and dad not one day in my life ever sent me to school with lunch money. Not one day. These kids... They nickel and dime me. Does anybody get nickels and dimes? When I say nickels and dimes, it's really not nickels and dimes. It's fives and tens. I need ten for gas and five for food. They hadn't had to bear hunger. There have been days I went to school. There have been weeks I went to school, and I didn't have nothing to eat, Jenna. My parents wouldn't go put me on free lunch. The only thing that was free to me was what my friends gave me. When my friends found out I didn't have something to eat, when I got a good friend, most people are stingy. Most people are ridiculous. Most people will walk beside somebody hungry and leave them hungry. But I had a few buddies, and they would take me and give me a part of their sandwich or give me some of their milk. And back then, there wasn't all these diseases that's run around like we got now, like hoops and mouths disease, we didn't have that. And if we did, I was too hungry to worry about getting it. I'd drink after my friends. I'd eat after my friends. At my house, we got one meal. You didn't get no snacks. There wasn't no ice cream. My kids got access to the pantry, access to the refrigerator, access to my credit card. They got access to my credit card. Yes, they do. Why? Because of love. I don't want them to have to go through what I went through. I don't want to have to bear what I've been through. But I have been through some stuff. They hadn't been through stuff. We live in a generation right now that, that people, they don't bear nothing. They never had to bear a hard time being kicked out in the cold. They never had to bear nothing. And, 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 but God, I'm, I'm telling you, God told me something in my spirit yesterday about finishing. Even when it's hard. Even when you don't know how you're going to prevail, you got to stay in the fight. You got to finish. Love bears all things. It, that means it endures. Having a hard time as a child, I bared that. Having a hard time as a teenager, I bared that. Anybody here had a hard time as a child? You bared that? You made it through? Somebody ought to praise God. Anybody had a dad that was a liar and a manipulator? You bared that. You made it through. Anybody had a mama drop you? She didn't care about you? I'm not joking. This ain't no laughing matter. You bared that. You made it through. Anybody have a mama not care about? Maybe you got somebody right now. Maybe you're a teenager in this house, and you got a parent, and you've been dealing with your mom and dad and their situations over and over again. You're like, I, I just can't wait to get out of here. Listen to me. You're going to make it. You're going to bear this storm. You're going to make it through. You're going to see a way out. Love bears 
all things. It endures all things. As a young father, there were hard times. As a pastor, there were hard times in the ministry. I've learned to bear some stuff. A lot of people today have not bared anything. Being a man takes hard work. I guess, I guess I, I'm not serving with any men today. Any men in here know how hard it is to be a man? Some of y'all don't need to raise your hand. You ain't learned it yet. Being a man takes hard work. Being an honest man takes even harder work. Being a completely honest man takes hard work. Being a Christian man even takes harder work. You have to learn to bear some stuff. You got to learn to bear some stuff. Being an honest man, being a hardworking man, being somebody that 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 God can look to for some 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 assignment that only you can do. You have to learn to bear some stuff, women. There's never been a time that it wasn't hard. Hard is part of the vocabulary. Hard is part of life. Life ain't easy. If you want easy, go somewhere else because I don't know where on this earth for any person on this earth. The Bible says that your brothers and sisters are going through the same struggles that you're going through. So it's not easy. The easy way out is this. 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 The easy way out is to lie your way out, manipulate your way out. The, the, the easy way out is to run from your problems, smoke your problems, drink your problems, drug your problems, stay away from the Bible. Is the easy way out. But if you want to bear something, if you want to learn to endure something, if you want to if you want to bear something, if you want to bear something, you got to you got to get in the mindset that you're going to finish come hell or high water. It's hard work being a man. It's even harder work being an honest man. It's even harder work being a Christian woman. Cuz I didn't have anybody to show me. A lot of you didn't have anybody to show you what that looks like. Anybody here like that? Am I, am I speaking to the choir? A lot of you didn't have that Christian example. A lot of you didn't have that motherly example. A lot of you didn't have that fatherly example. But let me tell you this. It's hard to become something that you can't see. I learn by watching you. I do. I get around some good people. I watch them good people. I change my ways. I pay attention to them. If there's any character in their flaws, then I go watch somebody else. I get away from them. I go watch somebody else. I start to watch and produce my own fruit by watching somebody else. The Bible says you don't have to be just a hearer of the word. You've got to be a doer of the word. So I get around those that are doers of the word and that are living right, that I can trust, that I can focus on, that I can pay attention to, and, and, and it's hard. I ain't saying it's going to be easy, Jonathan. It's hard. When the dope man's on every corner, when there's a liquor store on every corner, when there's a hooker on every corner, when there's a prostitute sliding down a pole somewhere, I'm telling you, it's easy to do the wrong thing. It's hard to bear it some things but you can do it 
If Jesus can do it, then you can do it. I had a friend when I was a young minister. I had a friend, and man, I was just started out preaching, and and I and I had a friend. He was going through some stuff with his wife, and back then I didn't believe in divorce. I'll be honest with you, I didn't believe in divorce, but I do know that there are some places and some things that can cause divorce now. But back then I had a friend who was going through such a hard time. He was going through such a, a ridiculous time with his wife. She had took an ex- and, 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 and messed with his manhood, his finances. She had manipulated him and, and messed him over, over and over and over again. And I didn't really believe in divorce, but this guy was going such a, through a, such a hard time. It was so painful to watch that finally I said, man, I think you ought to get a divorce. I think you ought to quit. I think you ought to back up. It was so ugly, I got tired of watching it. One time I went over to his house. He called me over there, asked me to come pray. He was sitting on the couch, and he was petting a cat. And I said, what you doing, man? He said, I got me a cat. I said, men get dogs, I'm just telling you. He said, well, I got me a cat, and I named it Buddy. This is the only friend I got. That's what he said to me. He said, this is my cat. His name is Buddy. He's the only friend I got. This woman put him through hell over and over again, year after year, month after month. She put him through hell. I said, boy, why don't you divorce her? Just get away from her. But he didn't. Times got better. Times got worse. Times got better. Times got worse. Then sickness moved in, and he had to take care of her after she had always broke his heart. Millions of pieces, millions of days. She urinated on him. She vomited on him. She, he, he was right there with her till the very end. And I went to the funeral. I was at that funeral and I witnessed all of this for almost two years. And it come into my heart and in that spirit he was crying Todd he was well and he was bawling I couldn't understand it Richard I was like she put you through hell and you're here now and you get a break and it just came all over me that he finished that he finished for better for worse for richer For poor, in sickness, and in health. He finished. I've never seen anybody do that. The people in my life never finished nothing. When I quit school, my friends quit school. When I drank, my friends drank. When I stopped drinking, they kept on drinking. When I stopped doing things I wasn't supposed to, they kept on doing things. I've never seen anybody really quit. Or finish anything. You know, today, we talk so much about sins of the flesh. We do. We talk about sins of the flesh. In church here right now, every day, everywhere, we talk about sins of the flesh. Oh, keep your eyes off the pornography. Don't you lust out. Don't you become no whoremonger. Quit being a drug addict. Quit being an alcoholic. Quit being this. Quit being that. Stop lying. Stop cheating. Quit being, we talk so much about sins of the flesh. 
But we forget to talk about sins of the Spirit. There's sins of the Spirit out there, folks. Hang with me for five minutes. If somebody's leaning on you, elbow them in the jaw. Dad, Dad, you hear me? Hang with me for five minutes. Let me see if you can grab something. I told you it's a mature day. It's a growing day. We live in a society where we focus on the flesh, but the spirit needs to be dealt with too. Jesus knew that his spirit needed to be dealt with. Paul knew and he said to young Timothy, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have ran my course and now I'm going to finish my race. Listen to me. We talk about the flesh, but we don't give much attention to the spirit. In the spirit, listen, today, today, in society today, as long as you don't murder nobody, as long as you don't uh, 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 steal from nobody, you can be labeled a Christian. As long as you don't cuss too much, you don't use God's name in vain too much, you don't smoke too much, you don't do this too much, you don't do prescription pills all the time too much, as long as you don't do too much of something, you can be labeled as a Christian. That's a lie. Can I say that? That's a lie. I wish somebody would believe me and say, amen, that's a lie. In society, we've accepted everything. Go back to 1953. They tossed some of y'all out of church. They tossed me out of church. If I didn't deal with the spiritual thing, the spiritual battle, if I didn't get a handle on that stuff, they wouldn't tolerate that. You're lucky you're in a church where they tolerate some things. I'm just being truthful with you. Y'all need to grab this this morning. This is, this, is, this is something you need to hear. The spiritual things we got to handle. We got to get a grasp on. The physical, yeah. But the spiritual thing, nobody sees. There's a physical thing, a fleshly thing. I can see if you're drinking. I can hear if you're lying. I know if you just stole something from me. I know if you took my car. I can see those things. But the spiritual things you need to deal with, you can't see. Sometimes you don't know how messed up a person is until you married them. Until you got in a relationship with them. Until you went to work with them. Come on, somebody hear me. Uh, until you walk beside them through some things. You don't really know how messed up that person is spiritually. Jesus knew the importance of getting your spirit right, that he took his spirit to the garden. Somebody grasp some of this. He took his spirit to the garden where he got on his knees and he prayed, and he prayed so hard. He prayed so hard about what he had to endure, what he had to bear. He prayed so hard that his sweat became like blood. His tears became like blood. His tears and his sweat hit the ground because he knew he had to bear some things. In our spirit, we need to learn to bear some things. I would much rather get in a fight with somebody who had some fleshly problems than someone who had a bad spirit and you didn't know of it. Come on, somebody, hear me. I would much rather get in a dog fight. I'd much rather get in a dog fight with somebody who had some, some, some hiccups here and a little hiccups there, but they were honest about it. They come to AA and they slipped up drink once or twice. 
They come to church, but they use God's name a couple times. They, they repented. They're trying not to cuss. They got up on their feet a couple times. They've fallen down. I'd much rather get in a dog fight with someone who had some fleshly problems that, that they were working on that they had to deal with than somebody who had some spiritual problems who acted all goody two-shoes at church but acted somewhere different said some ugly stuff somewhere else. Because those type of people with a bad spirit, they will leave you. They will forsake you. They will betray you. They'll smile to you in your face. They'll tell you everything you want to hear. But they will forsake you. They will lie to you. They will manipulate you. They will break you down. They're not out for you. They're out for themselves. They're not out for Jesus and his mission here. They're out for themselves. Anybody ever seen anybody like that? Raise your hand. The Bible calls it sins of the spirit. The Bible talks about sins of the spirit and sins of the flesh. And something attacks your flesh and something attacks your spirit. Anybody ever been low in the spirit? Devil comes in and says, you're not worthy. Devil comes in and says, you're a burden. Devil comes in and says, you're not a good father, you're not a good mother. Anybody's spirit ever been attacked? You're not a very good pastor. Not a very good man. Not a very good woman. Anybody have a spiritual attack? So we got to address these things, Cowboy Church. We address so much about the flesh and the desires of the flesh, but the spirit is under attack, and it's on your face. It's in your character. It's in the way you walk, the way you talk. You've got to get a hold of your spirit, and you've got to get your spirit right with God. This morning... This morning, before it's too late. Sometimes, sometimes, you got to have an attitude that you're going to finish. That you're going to get a hold of your spirit, you're going to get a hold of your mind, you're going to get a hold of your heart. You're going to give all those things to Jesus. And, and you can be in a million pieces this morning. And over and over and over and over and over again, you can be gone through some stuff, but you didn't understand that you've been under a spiritual attack. And you got to give that to the Lord this morning. My friend stayed till the end. He was right there holding her hand as she took her last breaths. He finished. First time I ever saw it. It was amazing for me to see someone finish. Paul writes to Timothy, I fought the good fight. It's not been easy. You know, being a sold out Christian has not been easy. And it won't be easy for none of you either. But it'll be worth it. When your name is good. Hey, listen to me. When your name is good. When your word is honorable, when your kids are richly blessed, clinging to that old rugged cross when it's hard will make so much sense. When God gets on his white horse and he gets ready to come back, what you've had to endure, what you've had to burden, what you've had to anguish and cry over will make so much sense. When we stand before Him, it will make so much sense. 
Being sold out is not for the faint of heart. I always tell people, you can buy a hat like me, you can buy boots like me, but you can't be like me because you hadn't walked in these boots. You hadn't weathered some of the stuff that I've weathered. I can't be like you. I hadn't weathered some of the stuff. I've never lost a child, but I know some that have. I've never been hooked to heroin, but I know some that have. I've never, never been around and done some of the things that some of you have been through. But I promise you this morning, the Lord beareth everything on the cross. So if we'll cling to the cross, if we'll cling to his word, we'll cling to his promise, it will bear, it will bear, it will bear, if we'll endure, his love will get us through. I wish somebody with cancer would believe me right now. I wish somebody right now in financial trouble would believe me right now. I wish somebody right now whose heart is skipping beats and you don't know what's going on in there, but you feel like you feel like you need to go to the doctor. Listen to me. The Lord is a healer. You might buy the same hat, you might buy the same boots, but you hadn't been through the same trial. But we all go through them. Those who stand and cling to that old rugged cross will see Jesus. And oh, what a day that will be when you stand and you see Jesus. We talk about it, we anticipate it, we say it. But do we mean it? When my time is up, I'm ready to go. What about you? What about you? What about you? What about you? You know, are there any fighters in this place this morning? Paul writes to Timothy, I fought a good fight. I fought a good fight. I fought one hell of a fight to be where I am today. Is there anybody here today that's fought one hell of a fight to be where you are today? You really fought one hell of a fight to be who you are today. Would you give him some praise? Touch three people and say, I fought a good fight. Fought my way back. Anybody here ever fought their way back? Anybody here ever fought their way back? Anybody here had to fight for their family? Uh, anybody ever had to fight, really fight the devil to keep your family? Anybody ever had to fight for their sobriety? Any fighters in this house this morning? Timothy said, boy, listen to me, young Timothy. Paul says, don't you quit. I fought. I endured. I had a thorn in my side. God, I asked him to remove it over and over again, but he wouldn't remove it, but I kept going. See, I got a temper problem. I got some issues of my own, but I've learned that I can bear those things, and I can become better 
through what I've been through. I can weather some things. Mary Wise, I've learned that I can finish some things. And so can you. You got to make your mind up. You got to make your mind up. I fought to get to work when I didn't have no car. You know, I walked seven miles to work. Nobody gave me a ride, so I walked to keep my job. Anybody had to walk? Anybody had a fight to get to work? I fought to put food on my family's table. Anybody had to fight to put food on your family's table? Anybody know what it's like to go hungry? I'm done. I fought to stand up, Stormy, when I got knocked down. When I got knocked down, when life knocked me down. Anybody ever been knocked down? Has anybody been knocked down, really been knocked all the way to the ground? And you fought to stand back up? Timothy says, I, 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 Paul says to Timothy, I have fought, young man, for my life. I fought for my life. Anybody got knocked down? Knocked out? I fought to carry on when nobody believed in me. Anybody ever had to carry on when nobody else believed in you? When they threw you away like you were garbage, you believed in yourself, and you got yourself back together. Anybody ever had to fight to get yourself back together? It's a good feeling when you finish. Stay in it, brothers and sisters. That's my prayer today. Endure what you're up against. Everybody's been through the same thing we've been through. Set your mind to it. Trust in your Lord and Savior. And cling to that old rugged cross. I thought to carry on when nobody believed in me. But I heard Jesus say, I love you, son. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Richard, would you come play something? Granny, would you come help him? I heard Jesus say, I love you, son. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Don't move. Any fighters in here today? Anyone fighting something right now? Raise your hand. Let me see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fought your way back. Fought to carry on. You're going to make it through the sickness. You're going to make it through the trial. Dalton and Justin hadn't been through much in their young life, but I promise you they'll go through stuff because everybody goes through stuff. But if you're going through something right now, why don't you come and kneel at the altar and let me pray over you.
there anybody here that would get up and say, Lord, I'll take that prayer. Whatever it is you're going through, God can help you get through it. But I want to be your Lyle this morning. I want to be your Lyle this morning. I want to pray with you and I want to stand with you. I want to believe in you. I want to trust in you. I want to love you. I want to be your Lyle this morning. Let me pray with you. Come right now. Take your knee. Let me pray. Father in heaven, we come before you. Dear Jesus, help us to fight. Help us to be like Paul and trust you in the hard times. Help us to be like Paul when all we can do is cry when all we can do is weep. When there seems like there's no hope, Lord, help us to see your guiding light. Father, I pray for these people at this altar at this very time. They're going through something, Lord. They're going through a hard time. A time that takes everything they got to just endure it, Lord. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Jesus, you're such an awesome God. Come beside each and every person at this altar and in this church. as we cling to you, Lord. In the garden, he cried and he sweated blood. He had to endure the sins of the world. He had to endure your sins and my sins. Let's give them to him this morning. Lord, I give you my sins. I confess them right now, Lord. Thank you for this altar this morning. And God healed you, and God helped you, and God's beginning to work in this. And all things are being restored over here. I pray in Jesus' name, His mighty power will be your testimony for all those at this altar. Receive His love today. Father, thank you for our time. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.